Today on Power Tips Unscripted, we talk to Bob Logan, president of Find Your Path, LLC. Our lives have been turned upside down due to the pandemic, especially in the construction industry, where there are supply chain issues, a critical shortage of labor, especially craftsmen, and lingering concerns about COVID. However, all of this has also helped provide perspective about moving forward. How do we move forward? Bob will share his advice in just a minute. Come on! You just mind your P's and Q's, Buster, and remember who you're dealing with. How about a fresco? Hi, this is Victoria Downing, and welcome to Power Tips Unscripted, where we talk about tips, tactics, and techniques to help you build a strong, profitable remodeling company. And I'm here with my co-host, Mark Harari. Well, good morning. How are you? I'm good. I'm refreshed. Came back from vacation. Yeah, yeah. I was sort of sad without you last week, but we got a couple episodes out without you even. Yeah, I heard. That was great. You did such a good job. You even did the... The five words, I know, everything. I know. You did the whole thing. I it was tried. great. Yeah, good. <laughs> yep. So, and it's kind of surprising that it's almost end of uh, August. Man, summer's going too fast I know, for it's me. Fine. Well, so I'm excited about today's episode because not only do we have a great topic, but we are also speaking to one of the keynote speakers at our upcoming 2021 Remodelers Summit being held in Phoenix, Arizona. Yep, just a few short weeks away. Yeah, so it's going to be great, and so I'm excited to introduce you to one of our speakers. Bob Logan is a business consultant and motivational speaker based in Arizona. He's dedicated his professional life to helping nonprofits and small businesses overcome organizational and employee issues that can be obstacles to incredible results. He's also a bit of a renaissance man. He's actually an author as well as he was a football coach for over 30 years, a period of that, in Italy. So, Bob, we're wel- uh, welcome to Power Tips Unscripted. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. And, and my only request is only easy questions for me today, okay? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We can't hold that just for you, my friend. So, Bob, you talk about moving forward. What does that mean to you? Well, I I think, you know, I gave a talk a number of months ago that uh, it was about how to deal with pandemic. And I did a lot of research. And I think what the pandemic has done is given people perspective, uh, perspective about where they are in life, where they are in their businesses. And there may be some people that have been questioning, should I continue at this scale? Should I grow? Should I maybe go to a niche market? It's made people, it's given them the great excuse to change. And if you've looked at my career, my resume, I have made lots of change. And you have to be able to accept risk and be able to accept a potential for failure. Because if you do those things, you'll actually be a better person for it in the long run. But in researching this topic, I compared the pandemic to 1980 when the the U.S. beat the Soviets in hockey Mm -hmm. and mortgage rates were 16 and a half percent, inflation was 21 percent. And what I found out is, you know, our our lives go in cycles. And this is just one of those cycles soon to be over, we hope. So do you feel that uh, a large majority of people are, are making significant changes in their lives? I do. I really do. I'll give you one example. My son who is about 32 years old. He graduated from uh, Northern Arizona in hospitality, 
Worked for Fairmont Hotels, one of the largest hotel wow. chains in the world, like Four Seasons category. And when the pandemic hit, you know, there nobody traveling, nobody's coming, and no promotions were in line. He took a career change. He's now working for Vanguard Mutual Funds. And I told him, I said, when you interview, there's no better excuse to leave a great situation like you're in to make a career change because right. the pandemic gave him that excuse. I think a lot of people are, are making some choices, especially if they're not happy in their current situations. Mm -hmm. And I think too often we kind of just grind through because we don't know what to do next. Mm -hmm. Do you think that it has to do with age in terms of who's making those changes? I think it's a, probably a combination of both. You know, the young people like my son, he has a long time horizon for his retirement and his career. So he can make a couple of choices. I think people my age, 60 something, you know, nearing the end of your career, you can say, you know what, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm burning out, I'm running out of gas. Mm. I've always wanted to do X, but I couldn't do X because I was afraid to make that move. So it's when you answer the age question, it's probably more the young and a little bit the older, but the mid-career person, that that's a that's a big choice, right? Yeah, it is. Boy, because right then you're raising the family, you, you have right. certain financial needs and that sort of thing. So, okay, so we know that if you are going to move forward into a different place, that, like you said, it there are risks involved. What are some of the strategies that you would recommend to people who are afraid of that risk but feel stuck? My, my world and my career has been all about people and people in relationships. And maybe my skill set doesn't translate to everyone, but I believe developing and establishing and maintaining incredible relationships all along the line. You know, the term, don't burn, it, burn mm -hmm. any bridges because they might come back and haunt you. I mean, I've had some difficult situations, but I always left with a smile and with a good attitude because there may be a day I may have to call that man or woman for some help. So I think leveraging the people that you know or have worked with in the past can help you kind of establish, hey, mentor me a little bit here. I'm thinking about doing this, and I'm not sure if it's the right move. What do you think? And get some really honest feedback from the people that you respect and admire over your career. But at some point, you know, Steve, Steve Harvey, the comedian, he has a book called Jump. And it's basically at some point you have to jump and hopefully you're going to land on your feet, but you have to put yourself out there sometimes. And sometimes the other side is actually a lot better than where you are now. Although the, there are those risks. So it'd be a little scary to do it, even if you got that feedback, you know, because there's right. the financial ramifications and just, will you be happier? Is the, is the, is the grass greener on the other side and will it be when you get there? Well, I think, you know, too many people evaluate this based on money. Uh, I'm making X amount of dollars. I, you know, I'm very successful. But I have to tell you, I've taken pay cuts three times, four times over my career. But I did it because I thought this was going to be a good track for me going forward. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, the money will follow. Mm -hmm. uh, too many people taking uh, jobs and, and positions because of the salary or the title those are not what make people happy. It's being appreciated for the hard work you do um, by people saying, 
you know, your value to the organization. If, if you work hard and do good things, the money and the titles will follow, in my opinion. Okay, great. Now, um, what do you think hangs people up mostly? Is it, is it it's that financial element? You know what it is? I think what hangs people up most of the time is comfort zone. How do you, you know, people just, they, they're just not willing to try something new because, and I'm going to talk about this in, in my keynote, you know, fear and failure are two critical things that we all deal with. And if you can handle fear and failure, you're going to be a huge success. But around fear and failure is this thing called comfort zone. And the more times you step out of your comfort zone, your comfort zone will expand and your acceptance of fear and your acceptance of failure will be easier for you. So I think, you know, just, you know, getting out of what you do every single day is, is what's going to drive you and propel you to do, do better for yourself. So how did being a football coach for 30 some <laughs> years help you prepare for these challenging times and for, for making jumps like that? It's, it's interesting. I spent all these years coaching football and actually, you know, I didn't coach 30 years, but um, I worked in the university of Arizona for 30 years and part of it as a football coach. Oh, okay. But, and you know, honestly, uh, I've lived that dumb jock moniker for a long time. So I really, I went to the air force Academy. I'm not a, a dumb guy, but, <laughs> but I'm a big guy. So it's easy to be characterized that way. Right. Mm-hmm. But you know, I've really never talked much in my business career about my football. But when I, I start thinking about what it takes to be a great football coach, you have to plan, you have to prepare, you have to execute, you have to game plan, you have to get 11 people all moving in the same direction at the same time, mm-hmm. and you have to do that 65 plays a game. Um, and when you fail, you have to figure out, you got to stand up and start over again. So there are some metaphors here to business. There are a lot of things that can apply directly to business, motivating employees, motivating players, same thing. So a lot of those parallels. And then my experience in Italy, it was even compounded because all of those things I just talked about, now I had to do it in Italian. So I had to go to a country where I couldn't even speak the language. It was crazy. That has to be a good story of how you got to Italy. Holy mackerel. Well, do you want to hear it or not? Sure. I mean, I can, I'll try to do it real short. Okay. That's, yep. that's okay. Yep. I'm, I'm coaching at the University of Arizona as a graduate assistant. My head coach, Larry Smith, accepts a job at Southern California. He's going to leave in a matter of weeks. And I can't afford to go to Los Angeles. Staff meeting, he shows up with a piece of paper. I've got this... Um, Somebody's looking for a head coach in Bologna, Italy. Anybody interested? I said, I am. I am. I'd like to look at that one. The phone number was to a thoracic heart surgeon at University Medical Center who happened to know the owners of this team. So my first interview to be a head coach in the Italian Professional Football League was in the cafeteria at University Medical Center. And I flew out to Italy and looked at it. And I said, you know what, this would be a hell of an adventure. So I took the job. It was uh, it was crazy. You took the jump. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> Good for you. That's a great story. Bob, you know, it's it's kind of – on one hand, making a big change, like you were talking about your, your son, just completely changing industries altogether in a completely different direction. 
and there's certainly some fear involved with that. But could you speak a little bit to the fear of of a a, a much closer shift? I mean, you've you've got like a, a business. I've I've talked to a couple from modelers, business owners who it's a hard conversation where they're in such a saturated market. The shift isn't to get out of remodeling altogether, but it might be maybe you need to change your niche, your focus. You know, instead of being uh, this type of remodeler, you should change. And then there's the fear of, well, people might think my brand is is hurting and, and that kind of thing. So I kind of feel like there's even more fear with staying close to where you were as opposed right. to jumping completely into a different vertical. Well, you know, I, I think um, it, it's hard for me to totally understand the world of these remodeling companies that you all represent. And it's, I guess it's really flip and easy for me to say, jump like I jumped, mm -hmm. but I can only give you my personal experience that, mm -hmm. that change and trying new things will make you a better person in the long run. I don't care where you are or what you do, trying new things and not being afraid of change or, or failure is a good thing. And it, but it's hard to accept because we are hardwired back to the caveman days to be afraid of uh, and be, you know, the fight or flight mechanism. Now, in my situation, my wife was not a professional. She worked, but she did. She was not a career earning spouse for me. So my changes had huge impact on our family. If it didn't work out for me, we were really going to be in a bad way. And to your point, Mark, is uh, yeah, sometimes we're too close to the situation. And having somebody look at your situation from the outside in, you have to be able to accept what they have to say and not discount it because it's not what you want to hear. So I think maybe making some changes within your industry, maybe, maybe you're too big. Maybe you need to downsize. Maybe you have to work on your succession planning for your organization. Uh, but you have to think through all of those things and not be afraid to move. Yeah. It, it kind of reminds me a little bit. We, we talk a lot about, um, and I think it's a, a, an economist term, but um, the J-curve mm -hmm. of, of taking that down, uh, that short down spike before you get that big rapid incline increase. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And then, and then the fear that goes with that and that J curve, when you get to the bottom, a lot of times, again, people will let fear take over and they'll go back to their comfort zone instead of pushing through to get the results that really are, are possible with that change. So let me ask you all a question. With the pandemic in the remodelers industry, typically when we go through down economic cycles, have you seen a shakeout? Have some people left the industry or left the business which might create great opportunities for those that are still standing. Very, very little. The, the The funny thing with the the remodeling industry is it's actually been booming because of the pandemic. Because everybody got stuck at home and decided, hey, we got to fix this place that we're living in now, <laughs> all the time. <laughs> you know, um, uh, the handfuls of them were 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 hurting a lot. I think. I mean, Victor, I don't know. What, to me, it seemed like ten to fifteen percent were really struggling, but. 80, 85%, 90% were, were doing really great. Right. Well, now and then, so that's very when true. You, when you're growing like that, and I, did, I should have I should have realized that, that, that the remodeling industry is going crazy, but finding trade people and finding uh, people to work has been a challenge, has it not? Yes, yeah. very much so. 
So I think that what's going to happen is things are still going to shake out because if you can't get the labor to help produce it, and now we've got all these uh, supply chain issues, that if people right. don't have the cash to hold them over until they can continue their uh, the draws and the billings to their clients as they produce work, you know that's going to cause some people to have some challenges for sure. So I have one more question for you, Bob. Are you ready for the lightning round? I got it. I've been trading this. <laughs> <laughs> and now, here's the Remodeler's Advantage Lightning Round. It's a trap! Okay, we're putting 60 seconds on the clock. Here we go. What's your favorite business book and why? Start with, uh, uh, start with Why by Simon Sinek. It's, it's a, a book that everybody should read, uh, including the remodeling community. It will give you your purpose. If you weren't president of Find Your Path, what do you think you'd be doing? I'd probably be an athletic director at a major university. That was going to be my path. And, uh, you know, I I went to the College of Science where I became a lot smarter. (laughs) What are you not very good at? I'm not a structured person. I'm a fly-by-the-seat-of-the-pants guy, so I drive highly structured people crazy. (laughs) Your room, your desk, or your car, which do you clean first? None of them. (laughs) (laughs) Name a movie you've seen more than 10 times. Rudy. In one word, describe your high school self. Outgoing. And what's the first four-letter word that comes to your mind? Love. Aw, that's great. That's great. Bob, this has been wonderful, and we're really excited about having you come and share more of your philosophies with the folks that are going to be at the summit. That'll be a lot of fun. I hope so. Yes, this has been great. Now, before I let you go, though, I want you to share your five words of wisdom with our listening audience and why they resonate with you. Well, per my last question, I told you I don't follow instructions very well. So (laughs) I'm going to tell you six words, but I do have a five word. So my six words are in my book and they are, I'm sorry, I love you. And thank you. If you do those three things, you'll be pretty well. But if you're going to hold me to five, I'll say this. Do the right thing always. And why does that resonate with you? Because I've had some experiences in my life where I had a very, very difficult challenge. And it would have been easy to go the other way. But I did the right thing and it paid off in in a huge way. All right. That's great. Now, you have a book coming out soon, right? I do. And what, I do. can you tell us just a couple little bits about that? Yeah, it's, it's called Let Your Path Find You. Um, we didn't talk about the Camino de Santiago, but it's a pilgrimage in northern Spain, 500 miles. I've walked that three times. It's a very humbling, um, grounding experience. So the book is part memoir of my life, but it's also part self-help. It talks about grief and adversity and change and challenge happiness and laughter. There's a lot of really great nuggets in it, and I think people would enjoy it. So if they want to learn more about that book, where would they go? I would just say email me. I, it's not. It's in the final stages of being published, and I don't have it on, on Amazon yet, so just email me. It's pretty simple, bob at boblogan.net. All right, great. Thank you very much, and thank you for being here. We look forward to seeing you in a few short weeks. Thank you. We'll, we'll talk a couple times beforehand. Thanks, folks. All Thanks, right. Bob. Bye. You know, I'm not a big one for change. <laughs> Obviously, I've been doing this for 30 years, right? Um, but I can see his point, and, and th- there it has been no better time than now. I mean, that is definitely a COVID silver lining. Yeah, it, 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 like he said, 
worst case scenario, it gives you an excuse so that you don't, people don't have to question. It's just, you can blame it on the pandemic. Right. <laughs> kind you of know? thing. But, yeah. um, but it does give you an opportunity to, to step back and look at what's going on in general with your life, with your business, mm-hmm. with your career, with your path, with everything. And, and gives you an opportunity to reset to yeah. some degree. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a fear's it, the biggest thing. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. you know, fear and, and fear of, and fear in failure. Um, I mean, I, anything I do, any marketing class I do, I always start off by saying, you know, if you're not failing, you're not trying, mm-hmm. you have mm-hmm. to fail. And, and if you, every single thing you touch and do is successful, then I would say you're not trying hard enough. Or, or challenging, challenging yourself, yourself right? right. You're, you're, you're playing it safe all the time right. if you're always successful. Mm-hmm. And that means you're not growing and you're not really pushing yourself to the limits. Mm-hmm. So I love failure. Yeah. Um, I, I failed all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know if I admit that about myself, but I probably do too. <laughs> the, hey, the more you fail, the the, the, the bigger the successes are when that's they right. come. And sir, I think that's what Bob's point was too, you know, Take that chance. Jump. You're going to find that you may grow beyond your wildest dreams. Absolutely. You know? And sometimes that change is forced upon you. But right now is an opportunity to, again, be be introspective and reflective and make the changes that you think will give you a better life. As long as you learn from the failures, then they're all good and, and only mm-hmm. benefit you. It's this thing I tell my kids all the time. I'm like, I expect you to fail, but only fail at something once. If you repeat it. Now you got a problem. You yeah. Gotta learn, you got to learn from that. That's right. But, um, but yeah, really, really good stuff. Mm-hmm. Very and much. it's, I'm going to be excited to, to hear his, uh, keynote uh, yes. at summit. Yes. So, well, I want to thank Bob for taking the time to share that with us. And we want to thank you for listening week in and week out. I am Mark Harari back from my vacation. Ooh. And I'm Victoria Downing. See you next time. This has been another episode of Power Tips Unscripted, the Remodeler's Guide to Business. Visit www.remodelersadvantage.com to learn more about Roundtables, our world-class peer advisory program. There you can also find information about our business consulting services, upcoming live events, and much more. And finally, don't forget to subscribe to the show and comment on iTunes. Thanks for listening. It's a beautiful day.